turn. Alright, take him. Take him. It's a nice buck. Take him. Heck yeah, buddy. Awesome shot. He's going down. Welcome to the Hunt and Fish Network podcast. All right, ladies and gents, welcome back to another episode of the Hunt and Fish Network podcast. I'm your host, Ed Woolley, a.k.a. Mr. Muley Tynes, and it's been a hot minute since we've been on here. So on episode 10 today, we got a few things to cover. One, we're going to go over the 2023 season. Then we're going to go over two of the uh, hot topics that are going on pretty much right now that everybody's talking about right now, the first of 2024, and that's the Colorado wolf reintroduction and the Wyoming non-resident tag increase. So starting off 2023 season, September, I was out full-time with uh, Rock and R Outfitters in Colorado. Archery season started September 2. We had a killer archery season for elk in Colorado. The bulls were going nuts. A lot better rut action than we had in 2022. A lot of good bulls. Cows, cows were in heat pretty early. We had some pretty good action that first week. Had, well, let's see, I'm trying to think, two or three bulls that got wounded that first week that should have been... We had a few hunters that got a little antsy and uh, didn't wait for them to turn broadside and took them frontal shots. Uh, so we weren't able to recover any of those. But uh, second week rolled around, got in on a really nice 340 to 350 class bull with my client around 60 yards. Didn't have a real good shot, so he pulled out which I admire that rather not shoot than shoot and wound a big bull like that. So, but we were close, really nice, big six point. We uh, knocked down a few good bulls that second week of September. Third week, we had the Frana crew from Minnesota. We uh, had some awesome rut action that week. Uh, had a few bulls put to the dirt had a few that were wounded that week but all in all september was a pretty awesome hunt a lot better like i said than 2022 utah update i seen some real good hammers taken off the san juan deer deer wise that's probably that unit probably knocked down the biggest bucks during archery season was on the san juan i know three or four bucks that were easily over 210 on that unit uh end of september first of october my buddy mike had the uh west uena mountain goat tag and he slammed a giant with my buddy rusty farnsworth they uh believe they left on the 28th went up first day they had three good billies spotted up Ended up taking the biggest of the three billies, knocked him down, and it was turned into a two-day deals all. Got up there, knocked down that big mountain goat, and then 
packed stuff up and came back out the next day. So that was really cool to see. Uh, big old Billy that Mike took. But if you're uh, ever looking for a mountain goat hunt in Utah, Rusty Farnsworth, he's who you want to reach out to. Or you can contact me and I can get you in contact with him. So that was pretty much all of September, first part of October. And then we got to the rifle elk second week or first rifle the second week of October. The rut action was still pretty hot in Colorado. We uh, knocked down some awesome bulls, really big five by five that one of our first time hunters, it was her first bullet she uh, shot. So that was that was pretty cool to see. First week went by, knocked down. I believe we went 80% on clients. First rifle. Second rifle rolled around. We uh had some deer elk combos and just strictly elk. Guys, it's probably one the coldest week of the year. We uh the elk were kind of laid up, they weren't moving a lot, but we did knock down a few elk knocked down three or four bucks but uh the deer this year wasn't as great as i thought it was going to be as i predicted in colorado i thought there'd be a lot more bigger bucks roaming around but from what i seen on second third there was there was a few good bucks that i seen get knocked out but there was there was a lot of younger deer that I seen that got smoked, which kind of disappointed me a little bit because on a year like we had last year with that big winter, I was hoping guys would kind of lay off a little bit. And if they didn't see anything worth, worth a while, they would uh, just go home empty handed and maybe support a local farmer and buy a beef instead of just knocking down a last day buck. You know what I mean? So, I did see a lot of that, unfortunately, which was kind of disheartening. But like I said, it's their tag. They paid for it. They can do what they want. But on the other hand, when they're complaining saying, oh, there's no deer anymore, all the bucks are gone, you got to remember when you're out there knocking them last day, last bucks down, that you're the reason, you're the reason why that's all going down. So third season, we had crew from Kansas. Knocked down some three or four good bucks, a couple good bulls on that third week in Colorado. So all in all, I'd probably say the archery was a little hotter than rifle this year. But in 2022, the rifle was a little hotter than the archery was. So sometimes you can't win them all. So it's just good to be out there on the mountain hunting with clients. So, but yeah, November deer. Like I said, Utah, Colorado, I thought it was going to be, I thought Colorado would definitely be a little better than Utah, but turned out the antler growth wasn't what we thought it was going to be. So we're hoping with a mild year we got going here in 2024, hopefully we'll get a wet spring and the uh, deer and elk will be able to uh, rebound a little bit from this last winter in 2022. And then uh moving on so that was pretty much the 2023 season in a, re in a recap had a good year 
looking forward to uh, seeing what 2024 brings. But the other two topics I wanted to uh, talk on here was that are big right now, starting off in 2024, is the Colorado wolf reintroduction. It's really not a reintroduction because wolves are already in Colorado. But I've had a lot of guys reaching out, asking me what my thoughts are on letting those 10 wolves back out in Grand County. I mean, you knew it was going to happen with their governor that they have now, which he's already trying to uh, make a bunch of new rules and trying to get this stuff passed. So if we don't speak up and try to block all the stuff that he's trying to uh, put in place, Colorado is going to, their wildlife and hunting is going to be a lot different the next five to 10 years if he gets all this stuff passed. I know he's trying to ban mountain lion hunting and he's going to go after bear hunting after the mountain lion. If, if all this stuff goes through. So we, we definitely got to come together as sportsmen and we got to fight and try to win these wars because the anti's are only going to get worse and worse if they keep getting their way. So, uh, you may want to check out hal.org and the CRWM Colorado guys that are going to bat for us in the legislature there. So, I mean, the wolves, it's not good. Obviously, I'm against it, but, I mean, you knew they were going to do it from the get-go because the governor was pushing it really heavy. I mean, they'll release them, like I say, They'll probably end up back in Oregon here in the next three or four months, or they'll stick around or end up in Wyoming would be my guess. So, I mean, it's probably going to take, I would dare say, it's probably going to take two or three times to release them in Colorado before they actually stay like they're wanting, because just like any other dog, they're going to find their way back home. Because when they get into new territory, they're just going to, they're just going to be, uh, want to find their way back home. So I would dare say three to four months, they're probably going to be back in Oregon or somewhere close to, to Oregon. But so, yeah, I'm definitely against it. If they end up staying in Colorado and they keep releasing them, I heard that they were going to try to release 50 by the end of 2024. So, I mean, they start getting crazy with releasing wolves in Colorado. Yeah. It's going to get out of hand and the wildlife and the cattle ranchers are going to be no bueno. I think, I think that Colorado's whole deal is, is they're wanting predators to be in control. That way they don't have to come after the hunters. They'll let the predators take out the wildlife like they're wanting. So, so that's definitely, definitely not a good thing. The Colorado wolf letting those babies back out in Colorado. Cause they like to kill and they kill for fun. They don't kill and eat. They just like to kill, leave the dead carcass, move on to the next one. Next item of business is the Wyoming non-res tag increase. So this one, I actually like this idea. I wish more states would do this. I'm hoping Utah, Colorado, all these guys pick up on this. I hope, I hope it works out for Wyoming. I mean, I get a lot of guys saying, oh, it's not going to work. It's just going to cut the average Joe out. Well, in order to get the quality that everybody's wanting and begging for back that they miss hunting, 
is you're either going to have to cut tags in units or you're going to have to raise prices because then when you raise prices, less hunters are going to put in, which is not going to generate as much income as the Wyoming fishing games used to. So they had to flip, flip it somewhere. So their budgets are staying the same. So I think their idea is, is raising the non-res permits and then there'll be less hunter, but they'll be breaking even on their budget because they raise the tag prices enough to where they can compensate on their budgets. So I, I think I'm hoping it works out for them and it, it's going to bring back the quality that they're looking for in Wyoming. I think if they did this same scenario in Utah and Colorado or other States, Idaho, I mean, yeah, you're going to have less hunters on the landscape because a lot of guys are going to be like, Oh, I'm not paying that. I'll just move, go to a different state and hunt. But those are the type of guys that are going to go out and still spend crazy amounts on beer and all this other crap that they have more priority on hunting. So it just pretty much comes down to priorities. If hunting's your priority and you're an avid hunter and states start raising prices like this, you're going to have to drop some of your other habits if you want to keep hunting. So it just, it, in my opinion, it just comes down to priority. If hunting's a priority to you, then if you, smoke or drink or do any of that other stuff that costs a lot of money you're gonna have to cut some of that out in order to keep hunting but i think it, i think all in all it's a good idea because they're gonna they're gonna raise these prices for non-resident and i'm sure if it works they may raise raise resident tags in the near future if this works like they're wanting it to so i think it's going to be a good idea because i think a lot of guys are going to not put in and so it's going to put less less hunter on the less hunters on the mountain which is going to increase quality after a couple of years which in my opinion i i think that's what they're doing so i mean if it works i'm sure other states will probably pick up on it but i'm actually i'm actually for the tag increase because i think it's i think it's going to deter people and so you can have a better chance of drawing some units so, like I said, I hope I hope Utah, Colorado pick up on this and other states in the West pick up on this. That way we can uh, put more quality animals on the landscape because there won't be as many hunters out. There won't be as many tags. People won't be putting in because they're going to have to save their money maybe for a year or two. So I think, I think the Wyoming tag increase for non-res was a good idea. We'll see in a couple of years, see how the quality of the bucks and bulls are maybe it's a bad idea but in my opinion i think it's i think it's a good idea because i think it's gonna raise the prices so then it'll cut a lot of a lot of guys out that won't pay it hunters that are serious about hunting will be able to go in get tags a lot easier than they used to because there was so many people putting in and I know I've had a lot of guys say well i'm just gonna burn my points this year and i'm never hunting that state again and i mean to me that's like that's like all these people saying, well, if Donald Trump gets elected again, I'm leaving the United States. It's like, come on, man. Are you serious? But yeah, the Wyoming non-res thing, I think is a good idea. And like I say, in the end, it may not be a good idea, but for what, for what I think it's worth, I think it's going to, you got to raise, I guess you got to raise the prices to uh, compensate for the budget of the Wyoming fishing game keep everything in line so i mean that's i think that's what they're thinking 
raise prices. It'll cut 20 or 30% of the hunters out of there, which in return in all those units, it's going to raise that much in trophy quality over the next few years. So I'm all, I'm all for the non-res tag fee increase. Like I said, hopefully Utah, Utah and some other States pick that up, but yeah, all in all, I just wanted to hop back on here and drop a little drop a podcast. So we'll start doing these once a week in 2024 or so i just wanted to give everybody a recap of the 2023 season and how it went there was a uh like i say deer numbers are way down in utah northern utah at least southern numbers i think were good i think the poncegon poncegon wasn't as good as i think a lot of guys thought it was going to be the oak creeks were not real hot as hot as guys thought it was going to be. So I, I'd probably dare say the San Juan archery deer unit was probably the number one deer unit in Utah this year, besides the giant that uh, Ryan DC and those guys killed out on Antelope Island, Jimmy John, that was a big buck. But as far as public land goes, I would say the San Juan archery deer was probably the best best for utah deer and then i believe probably some of the bigger bulls were killed on the beaver unit beaver i'd say the beaver and the uh boulder then you got the nemo unit and you nebo unit in utah that there was probably those were the top three units in utah that were producing the biggest bulls i mean don't don't count out the southwest desert because there was some Big ones killed out there. I know Dusty Trails killed, guided a few awesome bulls out there on the Southwest Desert. So, like I said, if you're a hunter and you're looking for a hunt this year, reach out to us on Muley Tines or the Hunt and Fish Network. Uh, we'd be happy to help you get booked up. If you want to bid on any of the auction tags coming up for any of the states, give me a shout. I'll put my information in the description of this podcast but you can go to muley tines on instagram or hunt and fish network and shoot us a message like i said if you're looking for any big game hunt deer elk moose big horns desert sheep we do it all Aw, dad we'll get you hooked up with the right people but also if you want to get in on the auction tags now would be the time to let me know if you want to bid on one of them because the uh, auctions will be coming up here starting here in the next couple of days or weeks. So if that's another thing you want to do for the 2024 season, get in touch with me. And with that, I'll uh, let you guys go. Thanks for listening in to the Hunt and Fish Network podcast.